At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Shoot the Dough podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. For our listening audience, it's time to do the show. I mean, shoo the dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Mixler every Tuesday at noon central or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and why can't I eat lunch for breakfast? You can. You, you can, can eat you can do whatever, whatever you want. Man, man you fact, just do it. I know you just a be lot you. of really healthy uh, eaters that get up and they'll have like like steak for breakfast. The study of breakfast. For, but steak is a breakfast food. Steak is a food. But people have used it as a breakfast, like you know. I would. I've, I was never raised also, with like, steak chicken, for breakfast. Like chicken is too. Like chicken and waffles. Is it like a common breakfast thing? Steak I and think eggs? everything can be considered breakfast if you eat Just it, eat it. <laughs> at breakfast. <laughs> if you eat it in the morning. Very nice. Well, how are you, Danae? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm in like a weird state of kind of depression and also real excitement. Oh. And, it, and it's all about politics. Oh. And I know like we don't want to like get too no, deep no, into no. that stuff, but you made a political post on Facebook, I young did. lady. You it's actually my first posted. One. I'm so proud of myself. I'm also really excited that everyone just liked it and there's nothing but positive, you know, comments. Uh-huh. But the post was about though it was aimed specifically at those who have said I don't I'm not vote. voting this right. year. I can't stand either of these people. Right. I'm not voting. And you basically made the case instead of not voting, make a difference, you know, make some noise by voting for, you know, somebody Some, you like somebody that's not else. one of the main two. Yeah. Yeah, and there's different things you can do. In fact, there's a uh, there's candidates that you can write in. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of options for that. There's some that are kind of circling around that are getting popular mm-hmm. specifically in Utah if you want to go look <laughs> in that Well, area. that's where my excitement comes <laughs> from is is that the candidate that I've kind of locked in on, the Evan McMullen guy, is actually in a tie in Utah, and I'm like, that's incredible. Like, he could win electoral votes. <laughs> He's actually tied for the lead in one of the states. That's pretty impressive. I feel I feel this particular political season has been really difficult yeah. for so many reasons because the there's so part. much anger. Yeah, People that's the, are very angry, yep, yeah. and they're angry about voting instead of being excited about voting. Yeah. And um, something that you actually mentioned was, I'm actually excited to vote. I know. I'm one of the rare people that is excited to go cast my vote. I am too. I feel bad that so many people are going to be so depressed casting their vote. Like they don't want the person they're voting for. They're doing it because they yeah. like the other person less, you know? We uh, hope that whatever is going on in your life politically, you can find some peace with what you're going to be doing this, this Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And for those of you who pray, do that too. <laughs> I know that's that brought a me a lot of peace. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a weird political season for sure. So it's it's caused a lot of turmoil. What's going on with you? Oh, in my life in general? Yeah, yeah just in general. Story time. Story time with Danae. Story time. Well, we've done a lot of traveling over the past month. Yeah. And I always get a little bit grumpy because I feel like I get into a nice routine and then everything is just thrown around because we went to Florida. Mm-hmm. And then we got back and almost immediately turned around and went to Delaware. Yeah. Within just almost two weeks or less, we went, we, for a whole, a whole week, we were gone. And both of them were great, wonderful people to hang out with, great things, you know, we were doing. Love being with our station in Delaware that, you know, has us on in the mornings and we got to, you know, raise money with them for the station. So it's good stuff. It's just, you're absolutely right. Travel is, is rough. Yeah, it's rough. And then you get back home and I think, if I'm looking at my calendar correctly, I don't have to go anywhere for a long time. <laughs> and I unpacked all of my suitcase and I actually unpacked everything. And I haven't done that in probably a year. Usually I keep something ready to go because we travel so much. Right. 
But there's nothing on the books for a long time. I don't want anything to be on the books for a long time. Are you going anywhere for the holidays? There is a slight chance that my brother moved to right. a different state. That's I was wondering. He moved to Arizona slash Nevada, like right on the border uh, near Laughlin. Aravada. Yeah, he's in Aravada. So we're thinking about going and visiting him, which would require, you know, a little, little travel. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I think that that's much different than work travel. Yeah, but it's still travel. Still travel. Yeah, we're doing uh, Thanksgiving in Tennessee. We're doing Christmas slash New Year's in Illinois. So we've got a little <gasps> bit of travel. Other really cool news in my house is that my dog Madeline now has a dog ramp. Yeah. That finally got built. My old St. Bernard, who couldn't get up the stairs anymore, was having a lot of trouble getting up the stairs. My husband and my dad built a ramp that goes from the top deck down to the bottom deck and then from the bottom deck down to the lawn. So she has two ramps that she can access now. Oh, that's now. cool. So she can walk better. That's way more exciting to talk about. I should talk about that instead of traveling. <laughs> I'm so excited. She's just hobbling up it and hobbling down it. I saw the video. Like a champ. You uh, you took some video of her using the ramp for the first time. Yeah. And she had to learn how to do it. Yeah. It was strange to her <laughs> to have that. But it's so beneficial to her yeah. to not have to you know leap up and leap down. They were really smart. It was actually just a slide at first. Because it's very slippery, you know, wood. Well, that could be fun. And then they, so they put slats all across it so that she has some grippage. And I want to get the fake green grass tuft stuff. Okay. And I want to put that on there, too, so she has something to grip with her little toes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to put fake grass on the ramp? Yeah. How are you going to maintain that? Um, It's you, just going to die, right? Like, are you saying like AstroTurf? Like AstroTurf stuff. Yeah. Nice. Like the fake, yeah, the fake plastic stuff. Cool. Because I feel like then in the wintertime, it won't be a slide. It will be something that has some grip to it. Because that's my biggest fear now is that this is just going to turn into like one huge slide. Uh Uh-huh. But if she's enjoying the slide, I mean, slides (laughs) can be good. Uh, The problem is trying to go up a slide. That's the problem. Going down a slide is fine. It's the going up a slide that can be difficult. Well, you ready to shoe a dough? Let's shoe a dough. We got a show notes shoe today or a no shoats, a shoe notes, whatever you want to call it. New shoats. These are, I love these because we can kind of like talk more about what we chatted about on the radio this morning. Yeah. And share some of the fun things that we get to talk about. But before we get to that, <laughs> from the corners of the earth, there are things that happen and people pay attention, so we call them news. And now we shall peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Gandalf. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't mean Gandalf. Gandalf's a good guy. You didn't that, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, I should this, have said Sauron. Sorry. So here's what's going on in the news that we didn't get to talk about uh, in any other of our outlets. Parents freak when they get son's $110,000 Google bill. What? Mm-hmm. How can you even spend $110,000 on Google? So this 12-year-old boy in Spain uh, mistakenly racked up $110,000 bill on Google. His name is Jose. He's a young trumpet player who just wanted to get some ad hits and some cash for his band. Oh, he did advertising. So he that makes sense. Placed the ad through the company's AdWords right, program, right. which he believed would bring him per click profit. But the service that actually does that AdSense. Oh. AdWords does the yeah, exact different opposite, things. making the ads creator pay whenever someone clicks on it. Right. So from mid-August to October, while he thought he was reaping internet treasure, he was really building oh, up a worst. giant tab. He thought he was going to get $110,000-ish, and he ended up having to pay 110000 That's like the worst news ever. Yeah. You think you're like raking it in online, and you realize you're actually paying for advertising. We all need to remember in this moment, you need to read the fine print. I'm sure this was explained. <laughs> Can I just say something? But as a 12-year-old, I think he was just clickety-click, clicking away. I don't think this was in the fine print. I think you this was think in so? the big print. Yeah, I think oh. this was... I, like, <laughs> it's pretty clear. Yeah, I think this should have been pretty clear to most people, I imagine. He had linked it to his savings account. So he had a savings account, his parents... So it was all legit. But when Google found out what, would ha- what had happened, they looked into it and they forgave the whole debt. Aww. Isn't that nice? You're the best, Google. Google, we love you so much. I really do. Can we vote Google for president? You can write in Google, but it's not a person, <laughs> so I don't think it'll work. There's no point in voting in at that point. In a world, point. I want a tech company for president. 
That's kind of scary. It is scary. Well, they already know everything anyway. GE's new dishwasher will order detergent from Amazon for you. Oh, this is the future. This is the future. Connected devices that are uh, able to anticipate your needs in a way that make life easier. This, I am so on board for this. So when your supplies start to run out, uh, it's connected by Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And it'll automatically order detergent for replacement. Yep. Um, I love it. And, it's, it. and it's because it knows how much... See, it's simple, right? Because it knows how many times you've run the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So it knows when you should be running out. Like, these kind of things are just brilliant. And when they figure out how to make the fridge know when your milk is running out and then send a robot to the store to get you some new milk... They're not far from that. I will be so happy. Because there's cameras. I, we were, my husband and I were looking at new appliances at, I think it was Best Buy or something like that, you know, where they have like the displays. Mm-hmm. So we were pretending like we were very, very rich and deciding like which one we would get. <laughs> um, and several of them have cameras inside. So you don't have to open up your refrigerator to see what's in there. What's in there. And so if you're going to go to the grocery store, you never nice. have to open it to, you know. You just check on your phone what's in the fridge. And- yeah. It displays it on the display on the the door. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're pretty interesting. So I'm sure that in the future it could just snap a shot and then decide, yeah, I think this is the milk's getting kind of low. But G- send the robot to the store. They uh GE also has appliances like washing machines that order laundry detergent, other things like that. They're obviously pretty expensive. For the dishwasher, it's over a thousand dollars. I I cannot wait for it to be common. You know, for And cheaper. And well that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when when it becomes more mainstream, I think is when the prices start to drop and yeah, I'm, I'm excited about connectivity in the home. In fact, I just ordered a Google Home for my house. What is a Google Home? I pre-ordered it. Uh, it's Google's new little thing. Like, you know the Amazon Echo? Yes. Where you basically well, you say, ask hey, Ale- I think Alexa like, it's called. What's or the weather outside? Yeah, exactly. So it's Google's version of that, but it's even more connected because of Google's you know years and years in search and those kind of things. So you can basically ask it anything. You can tell it to text people from your phone. You can tell it, you know, you can tell it to play a certain song. You can tell it to send something to your TV if you have a Chromecast, which I do. So I could say, you know, hey, Google, would you play this on, you know, our bedroom TV or, you know, the living room TV or whatever. Are you excited? I'm really excited to see how well it works. It's it's great tech and the connected home. Also, if you have a Nest thermostat, which is Google's, you know, thermostat. Right. You could say, okay, Google, can you set the temperature to 67 right now? Hey, Google, I'm cold. Fix yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. You could say that and contextually it will know to increase, you know, your thermostat. You go over, it's like 106 degrees. <laughs> Google, stop trying to kill me. <laughs> right. Speaking of trying to kill people, here's the next one. Oh, nice. Batman is now chasing the creepy clowns as they spread across the UK. So oh, this is specifically holding on UK. Listen, listen. Here on Shoe the Dough, uh-huh. we broke this. That's oh, true. A while ago. We broke the clown story. Clowns starting to pop up and we're places. People start to report. And now it's become this ridiculous thing. It is. Where, now, when we were in Delaware, when we were at the radio station doing the fundraiser uh, last week. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Last week when we were there, um, there's a school that actually rents out part of the same building where mm-hmm. the radio station is. And they went on lockdown because of clown sightings and people threatening to come around dressed as a clown. I know. So the doors had to all be locked. So if we wanted to go out, you know, and take a walk or go grab something to eat and come back, we had to be let out and let back in because of this clown clown craze. So I think this is interesting. So this is specifically honing in on UK, which there have been over, I think, like, uh, in Kent alone, police received reports of 59 incidents over three days. People are just, this is one of those things that people just grab onto, right? So if you want to make noise or make a wave or you have a group of people that wants to cause trouble or whatever, oh, look, clowns are a thing now. Let's all get clown masks. It's not like. But legitimately, it's really scaring kids. Well, yeah. So I like that there are companies. This is a local local costume company specifically that's highlighted in this one. Um, called, is it Cumbria or Cumbria Superheroes? Okay. And they have issued people out in Batman costumes to walk the city so that the kids feel more confident. I thought that was really sweet. That is sweet. Because this is a serious thing, you know? They're arresting people that are dressed as clowns for creating an issue. This is like the worst time for it to happen, too, because Halloween is just around the corner. Yeah. 
So, a lot of people, and anybody that's not dressing as Ken Bone for Halloween is going to end up dressing as a clown. I don't understand that reference. He's the guy from the de- debate with the mustache and the red sweater, and he's the the big. Oh, Hall- I've seen him on memes. But yeah, I don't... he's the big Halloween costume du jour. Oh, okay. So I thought this next one was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Graphene-fed silkworms can spin super threads. I'm going to try to interpret what you just said to me. Okay. So give me a second here. This is Graphene, one of my favorite things we're going to so, talk about today. Okay, so what you're saying is silkworms being fed a certain type of chemical or substance, mm-hmm. in this case, graphene, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is the same kind of principle as graphite, like from pencils, so like some sort of like hard, you know, metalish kind of thing that they're fed. And then instead of silk coming out, it's some sort of silk metal hybrid that allows them to, you know, build bridges with silkworms. Actually, yes. <laughs> That's very smart of you. Um, That's amazing. A team of scientists in Beijing uh, at the Xingyu University. I don't think I said that correctly. They created a silk that's twice as tough by feeding this material to silkworms. So what they do is they coat the leaves in the solution um, of carbon nanotubes or graphene. So they're in basically injecting these silkworms, which I'm sure are going to turn into some sort of superbug eventually. <laughs> and what's happened is now that the silk that they're creating is super strong and can conduct electricity. Wow. I know. This is like, to me, this is nuts. Uh-huh. So well, you're using, you're using creation as a factory at that point. Yeah. You're using, you know, natural processes to create what you want. They're trying to obviously get to specific goals. Does this upset you at all? Some of them being medical implants and mm-hmm. eco-friendly wearable electronics right where because you, would, you would have to eat a silkworm and then it would do its work inside of you <laughs> yeah, and build something inside so of gross. you well for like threads that any kind of like they're trying to make electronics go into our clothing mm-hmm. so the thinner that they can create that the better <gasps> is this gonna is this gonna hasten my ability to be a cyborg yeah yes but i'm still against it it does bother me because i feel you, like silkworms. they're they're N- not supposed to eat if that you ever, stuff. If you I ever mean, have a kid, okay, yeah, when they start eating, will you will you will do experimentation on what you feed them and how it affects what happens on the other end. This is this is the very same principle. It's not because if what came out the other end could turn into like <laughs> right electromagnetic, right? wouldn't that be awesome? It would be scary. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. It'd be like in Flight of the Navigator. The kid would go into some sort of scientific mm-hmm. place and be experimented on. Yeah. It's terrifying. Not experimented. You're just feeding them different things. Not if they've got like super stuff coming out the other <laughs> end. Well, it's not hurting them. I hope it's not hurting that we the silkworms. Well, we can't talk to them. They don't, we don't know. It's true. It might not feel good to eat that. What if it doesn't taste good anymore? What if it changes the way that they, you know, reproduce? I think these are all valid questions, Danae. Valid questions. This is why it's all happening in China. But I still want to be a cyborg. Good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, Next up is one that you're passionate about. Cool. Cleaner world increases allergy and hospital admission by 33% in five years. So 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 having a cleaner world, like disinfecting everything, is increasing how many people have allergies and... I, this is the simplest explanation. People will always be like, I don't understand why these days there's so many different allergies that people have and so many more people have allergies to this and that. I think the simplest explanation is we are over cleaning our environment. Quote, we've seen a huge increase in the number of referrals for children who have developed allergies. And this is undoubtedly because living in a cleaner world has lowered our ability to build up resistance of substances Amen. like dust and pollen. Amen. So it's. It's good, and I you've talked about this for years. And, and well, I since do not I, since fear I've germs. You. I you know I I love germs. Germs are so important to our immune system. I I clean my house with like lemon juice mm-hmm. and vinegar and water with like a little bit of soap. But how often? But and I just spray my countertops down. You know, every so often when there's a you know looks 
particularly that's nasty. That's fine. Yeah, that's but fine. I, but I don't like using like the Clorox stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? Because those natural products still will do their job. Right. But it's not like you're bleaching your environment. But at the end of the day, this isn't about that. It's about getting rid of the germs altogether. It's the idea that that when you are a germaphobe or a neat freak, you're actually weakening mm-hmm. your body. Because I was I was thinking of it this way. We understand if you go work out, that builds muscle, right? You right. tear your muscles down so they can build up stronger. It's the same with your immunity, but we don't think of it that way. Germs are a way for your immune system to work out and get stronger. And I... I do not fear drinking from the same cup as other people. I don't fear picking up food and eating it off of you know surface. I do not fear licking the occasional desk just to prove a point. Um, and sometimes you will <laughs> get you sick. you did, and you got really and sick I got when sick, you did that. And I got sick, and that's okay. You know why? Because my immune system then had to figure out how to get me well. And because it did that, it was stronger and... And I haven't been sick in years Let's now. Let's just say, for the record, we do not recommend licking desks. <laughs> it is not okay. And finally, on Peru's the news, men's restrooms will now require baby changing stations. President Obama signed a law into action um, last week that will begin legislation that will require men's room and women's room to carry baby changing tables and it is also uh up to the baby to identify which restroom they feel like they belong in uh no okay i didn't know if that was part of the bill or not i think this is great though i oh it's having only ever gone into women's restrooms i can only speak from what i see Mm -hmm. there's always a baby changing station in there yeah having known single dads talking about it and that they have to be very creative in how they you know i've seen them more and more and I think it's I think it's good that they will be in all of them. As far as government requiring it, I'm a little bit of a libertarian in that way, where I don't think it should come from government. I think it should come from you know within, so that you know companies who do have changing stations in both get more, I guess, press and get more business because of it, and so then that spreads to others. Yeah. But, so I don't like the government edict part necessarily. Yeah, I can but understand But I like your point. the idea of it. And I, I think do that's too. Right. That's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. I just think it's a nice, another kind of form of equality for families, you mm-hmm. know, that it's not, we want to have things available to all. You know, dads have to take care of children, just like moms take care of children. Absolutely. So they should have the same resources. Um, and this will require public buildings and other places of public accommodation to include changing stations. I think it's really great for us to continue to confront any subtle inequalities and I mean, obviously, we, we want to confront the major inequalities that we see around us. You know, I think of things like, you know, equal pay, those kind of things. We want to confront right. those things. But even the subtle ones, I think it's really important to not just brush over those, but to confront them and go, okay, this is a subtle inequality that we still have built into our system. What can we do about it? And so I, th- I think it's valuable. I do, too. do that. I've never changed uh, a baby in um, a, a public restroom. Yeah. I don't know that I would ever enjoy it. Yeah. You have to kind of do the math, right? Like, well, but we just talked about the exposure to germs not being an issue. <laughs> that's right. That's so, right. Just let I guess it linger it's the in there for a little place bit. To change a baby is it a bathroom? You know, right? Build their immune system at the same time that you're cleaning them out. Absolutely, absolutely works fine. And for my most favorite random thing I saw on Reddit today, this is not part of Peruse the news. Oh, this is just a random Reddit Somebody observation. Posted a picture of a mug that they were given their coffee in at a coffee shop. And it is from America Online Beta Testing. Wow. I thought that was hilarious. When would that have been? That, oh, mu- that uh, must have been the early 90s? If they were yeah. beta testing AOL Online. Wow. I mean, um, I've seen the discs, obviously. Someone asked, at what point is it classified as an antique? So somebody said, it would have to be at least 100 years old, but vintage only requires 20 years since its origin. Uh, it's a vintage so mug. So that would be a vintage mug. I think have it's you, just kind of funny to see those things kind of popping up in, you know. How old were you when the American Online discs were, CDs were getting sent out to everybody? I mean, I remember them coming to the you house. Remember that? Like, yeah. that was their marketing, was they actually sent you the disc to sign mm-hmm. up or whatever. It was awesome. And they came all the time. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Why was it great? I loved it. I loved going onto the internet. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Did you guys have America? Did you do American oh, Online? Oh, yeah. I don't think we ever did. Yeah, we did America Online. I got my first computer that could go on the internet when I was a senior in high school. And uh, and I think I, it just went on through a modem and 
Do you remember when Man, modems, the internet was just a baby. When modems had to be an extension we're so that were that plugged in. Like, oh yeah, like absolutely. You had, you had to pop them into the side. Oh yeah, a little absolutely. Plug. Yeah. Twenty six k. It was a miracle when they went up to fifty eight baud. 5,800 baud. Oh. I don't remember those words. I just remember <laughs> the You remember the sounds? Of, oh, yeah. I remember the sounds. Sitting there waiting so excited to just connect to the internet and then finding, you know, fun chat rooms mm-hmm. before you had to be so afraid of chat rooms. Yeah. They're really genuinely Well, you genuinely probably cool should have people. been more afraid then, but you didn't no. realize it. No. Everyone was so excited to be connected. Yeah. We, you probably should have been a little more afraid then. Nah. <laughs> I was steel. It's just making your immune system stronger. It was making my, yeah, my spiritual immune system is super strong. Let's take a second to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, amazing group of people that make this show possible. And we thank you so much. If you go to patreon.com slash shoe the dough, you will be able to give a dollar a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, or whatever, uh, to help support what goes on here. And we literally couldn't do this without your support. It really helps to pay for a lot of the things that come along with the streaming and the the space and all that kind of stuff. So There's also a new feature. We've talked about it a little bit here on the show. It's a new RSS feed. So if you have found this show, well, obviously... <laughs> you found it because of an RSS feed. <laughs> there is another one that actually has every single um, production element that we put here. We put out here at Studio DNA. So, Sif Pop, which is another podcast that uh, ma- is managed here, um, Shoe the Dough, and then other kind of fun content that's just for the Patreon peeps. Yeah, like all that bonus bonuses. stuff. All that bonus stuff used to just be available at patreon you'd have to actually go to the page but now, to listen to it but now it'll show up right in your right podcast, in your podcast feed. player so, it's a great opportunity support starts at a buck a month and you can do whatever it works for you guys so if you can think of 12 dollars over the course of a year that would be super super helpful again it's patreon.com slash shoe the dough to find us and we hope you support and we thank you for doing so because you're if awesome you don't support that's totally fine we mm-hmm. don't want to shame you because we're not like that <laughs> All right, let's go on to the show notes part of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some further thoughts on things we talked about on the radio show this morning. By the way, if you want to tune in to the radio show, uh, you can listen to any of the stations that air it uh, across the country. If you have a radio station in your city and you want to hear Aaron and Danae on your local airwaves, shoot us a message. Our Absolutely. E- our email is aaronanddanae at gmail.com. Let us know, you know where you want us to go. We'll... Make contact and see if there's a way for our show to be in your city. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it? That would be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of a lot of fun, we had a great time on the show this morning. We talked about a lot of stuff. Danae, what are some of the things that you, highlights from the show this morning that you wanted to revisit? I love talking about the Note 7 because it's a fiasco <laughs> that is just fascinating. It's like a train wreck you can't stop watching. And it just keeps getting worse. And the big news, of course, is that Samsung halted productivity well, they said that they were going to put it on a like a temporary hiatus, mm-hmm. yeah. and then very shortly after, like, they were I like, think nope. the next day, send them all in. It was shut them down. And it's send over. Them back. Don't even turn it on. And now there's you know details coming on on how you're supposed to return your Note Seven, which is in a fireproof container that they mailed to you. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal, and they can't replicate the problem either. Is no, the they rumor. have they no can, idea. They cannot figure out why it's happening, but it's happening. How frustrating would that be? Because wouldn't there be part of you to be like, is this a trick? Is it, somebody like it would be about one point two four billion dollars frustrating. <laughs> that was more the, than that, wasn't that's it? That's the estimate that they've lost I thought so it was three far. Billion. But they're estimating three billion dollars in losses by uh, the end of this. Wow. Yeah, and their stocks aren't doing well. It's billion with a B. Yeah. It's not a good time for Samsung. I've never seen anything like this before. No. It would be like people being like, Hey, return your laptops, they're exploding. Yeah. You know? And All then of them. and then them shutting the down production. I don't, it's insane. Can it you is, imagine if, if this happened to like Apple or something like that? I mean, it's it is the equivalent of that. It's it's just that crazy. It is crazy. And Aaron has friends that aren't going to be returning their notes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just reading. Uh, one of my friends on Facebook was saying, uh, "Yeah, they can they can try to take it from me. They're not going to have it. I'm going to keep using it. So when until it blows up." When we were talking about the Note Seven, the whole premise of the conversation was you know, waiting on technology because I wanted to buy Note 7 really badly. So did I. But made the choice to wait because, well, I mean, it was really expensive. 
mm-hmm. and my plan couldn't flip over. And I just had that feeling like, just wait. And then I'm so thankful I did because obviously. Are you though? Because if you had one, I bet in a few months you could sell it on eBay for like tons of money and also be legally responsible if it hurt anybody. (laughs) No, I'm glad I didn't buy it. No, I am too. I I really wanted one. The only reason I didn't get one is because I just got a new phone and I really like my phone. It's an LG V10 and I I love it. So I wasn't like eager to get a new phone, but it... Boy, man, it was a nice phone. But on the radio show, you specifically said that you don't like, like, you will buy new things. You even talked about the Google Home thing. Yeah. You didn't wait. Mm-mm. You bought it before it's even out. I, I bought it before I even told my wife <laughs> about it, which is rare for me. Usually we have those conversations, but it was with, uh, you know, money I'd received for something. And we had talked about the idea of having one of these devices. So I thought it would be okay. And I was right. It will be okay. But it was funny because we were having that conversation and my wife is very much a, um, she doesn't, she's not afraid of technology. She's not like a technophobe. But she doesn't like what technology does to relationships. And so she's very aware of disconnecting to connect to a phone, per se, something like that. So I remember we were talking about it and I told her, well, you know, Google Home is different. It'll be actually better because I'll be able to be staring into your eyes while I'm asking Google questions instead of looking at my phone. So which is horrible. We'll we'll actually be able to connect. You know, I can just talk to Google while I'm looking at you. I don't even have to be looking at my phone. I'm sure that's going to make her feel much better. (laughs) It's always nice to be ignored to your face. Right? I think it's a little better. <laughs> then I told her that I could I could ask it to play our, you know, one of our songs and we could dance in the living room to it and, you know, I just try to make it as romantic as possible. Yeah. Cuz sure that's what, I, that's why I bought it was for the romance factor. You'd be like, "Hey Google, play a romantic song." Uh-huh. "Hey Google, buy my wife something as an <laughs> apology." Right. Hey, okay, Google. <laughs> Order a dozen roses. We talked about uh a new study that came out showing that most people know how to use Bluetooth in a car rather than changing tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and also about self-driving cars. So any of that stuff kind of stood out to you from the morning show? I think it's just another example of how technology is completely changing our lives. And I found it really interesting that 60% of people don't know how to change a tire. I don't know how to change And a even tire. more interesting that you don't know how to change a tire. Why is that more interesting? Because you're, I mean... Statistically... You should know how to, I mean, I'm 50% and then mm-hmm. there's an extra 10% floating around in the room. So right. you should only know how to change a tire by 40% <laughs> according to statistics. Yeah. We beat the statistics in this room. We did. Um, I've <laughs> had to change, uh, I don't know, six, seven tires in my life. You've never had to change a tire? No. Ever. I've never, ever had to change a tire. Have you ever been there when a tire needed change? No. That's mind blowing to me. I, n- I, I've never blown do I, a tire. Do we just do we just ride our tires too long? Is that you know possibly, is that possibly my family just? Are rides? you are you riding them down to the nubs? Yeah, yeah. yeah you just ride them right good. down to the metal, right? No. I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to learn. They how can to run change on the metal an, for several weeks. You're gonna have to learn how to change an axle soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and that I don't know. But everybody knows how to. I shouldn't say everybody, but so many more people know how to connect. You know, their Bluetooth to their car. Well, yeah, that's just clicking a couple buttons. Modern technology is, you know, something. But it's just because it's more Connect important Bluetooth. to people right now. Changing a tire is just doing a couple things. I don't it's know. Not, there's not many more steps to changing a tire than there is to connecting I to Bluetooth. I don't know that I would rank Bluetooth more important than changing a tire. In fact, if there was a, you know, a quiz and it was like rank the most important things to know how to do, and mm-hmm. I would put changing a tire above knowing how to connect a Bluetooth device. Right. That's what I'm saying. But that still doesn't mean that I'm going to go learn how to do it. So if you blew a tire on the road, what would you do? Call somebody. <laughs> Who would Use you call? my resources. You wouldn't try to figure it out? No. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not that hard. There's like a kit right in every car that, and it's got instructions right on it. No. You just jack up the car, unscrew it, take the tire off, put the spare on, screw it back in and jack it down. Okay. So let's just pretend for one second that uh-huh. it's just that easy. It is just that easy. First of all, knowing where to put the jack. Uh-huh. So that I'm not fairly lifting obvious. up the fender instead of some other part. Yep. Instructions you say, fa- there, you fairly, say fairly obvious. obvious. Yeah. Right on the frame. Okay. W- where is that? <laughs> I think it's one of those things until you do it, it seems a little more daunting than it actually is. And dirty. Daunting <laughs> and dirty. I don't want to get listen, dirty. Listen, do you want to strengthen your immune system or not? Strengthen your knowledge and your immune system You're at the being same corrected time. in the chat on our because we record with a live audience. You're being corrected in the chat. You're supposed to unscrew first and then jack it up. Really? I've never done that. 
Well, it's a good it's thing you're worked. alive. <laughs> it's a very dangerous Why thing. Why would you unscrew the tire first before you jacked it up? It because seems like it'd be easier to unscrew once it's once it's jacked up. Maybe because it's easier to unscrew with the pressure of the tire being against yeah, the ground. Yeah, that's probably it. Whereas when you jack it up, it's just free floating. Yeah. Look but at me using knowledge. But they don't usually work logic. that way. Logic. <laughs> I'm using logic. See, it would be easy. I'm also afraid that the lug nut screwy things would be too tight. Ooh, look, you called it a lug nut. I Isn't didn't that even what call it's called? it. Yes, that is okay. what it's called. I'm afraid they would be too tight. Oh, you couldn't get them off? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we won't know until I try, Right. but I'm not going to try. <laughs> now, I still have many years left in my life, Uh huh. so there's still plenty of opportunity out what there. About, what about Justin? What about your husband? My husband didn't know how to change a tire until the tire blew, and then he got into so the car. So he has had to do it. He got onto YouTube um, and used his iPad to look up how to change a tire, and then got out and changed the tire. And he was able to do it, right? He did a great job. See, I, yeah, I just think it's one of those things that's a little daunting until you do it. And then you realize, oh, this isn't that bad. But he's also Mr. Muscle. Like, he has a lot uh, It of, doesn't take that much muscle. I don't know. Yeah, unless there's some sort of corrosion going on, which there might be. I, it's They come off pretty easily. Well, I guess I'll never find out. <laughs> <laughs> we also talked about my um, my popcorn issue this oh, morning. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. So when we traveled to Delaware, we one of our our only stop actually was in Chicago. So on we the flew flight from home, De- yeah, on the flight home, we flew from Delaware to Chicago, and then Chicago uh, back here to Springfield. And Chicago is the home of the best popcorn in the universe, in my opinion, Garrett, which is Garrett popcorn. And there's one in the airport. So we're chucking it from like one stop because Springfield's a smaller airport. We land at these big airport hubs and then have to like tread, like walk 700 miles yeah. to go to our next it's crazy. gate. Every time our gates are like the They're furthest possible. Seriously, the farthest away. Yeah. So we're wanting to make it to our gate in time to make sure, you know, that we're okay. But we stop for Garrett when we see Garrett. Yeah. It's like we're <laughs> rushing to the gate and it's like. Arr! So I love this popcorn. I do like flavored popcorn from. Garrett, I mm-hmm. don't like it from another place. Is it There's the only places. flavored yeah. popcorn you like? Yeah. I mean, the stuff that you get at the store that just comes in the big mm-hmm. tins and tubs and stuff, I don't like it. It doesn't taste good to me. But the first time I had popcorn from Garrett, I was very excited about it because yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is it. This is the popcorn that you dream of. They're known for their caramel mixed in with cheese popcorn. So they have caramel popcorn and then cheese popcorn and they mix them together and it's like a called the garrett mix or the chicago mix i have hoarded my favorite sweet items it's actually come up on the show if you've listened to all the episodes of should the today Dough, is a food hoarder you already know i get really upset when someone comes and takes my stash mm-hmm. i don't i i like to know where my stash is that's right of of whatever it is that i'm enjoying mm-hmm. whether it be reese's peanut butter cups reese's pieces Whatever it is. And this comes from, I, I totally understand this now. I didn't at first, but I get it now. Because for you, you don't eat a lot at a time. No. So you want to spread it out over a long time. So you will eat a portion of something, like say half a jelly bean, and you will leave the other portion there, not because you don't want it, but because you want it later. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe three days from now. If I want it a month from now, I want it to be there. Yes. Got it. Yes. Yeah. That's my thing. So... Here we have popcorn, which stales. That's true. But I, and when I got into the car, my husband eyeballed the bag. He's like, what's that? And immediately (laughs) I'm like, oh no, because he loves flavored popcorn. He loves stale flavored popcorn. He can eat the worst kind of popcorn seven months later. Yeah. And it's fine to him. Eight months later, 10 months, whatever. A year later, he could open it up and he could eat it and be happy. So already it's like I'm frustrated because he's not going to understand how good this right. popcorn how is. How special it how is. How special it yeah. is. But he's going to want to share it. So I have to like tell him this is my favorite popcorn. You not let him have any? I let him try one and his eyes got big. He's like, oh, that's so good. And yeah. so I closed the bag immediately and I said, okay, I will share this popcorn with you. But only if you promise not to eat it. Like, you can't eat it all. I love the fact on the show that you talked about making him do a pledge. I did. You made him, like, give a solemn oath. I really did. I said, repeat after me. (laughs) I, Justin Hughes, do promise to only eat popcorn after permission and to not have the last bite. Because that's Uh, the other fear, right? Is that he thinks he's sharing, but in his mind, sharing to him is, 
we're sharing the same time. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, sharing is equal portion. Right. here, You have your portion. And if you eat it in 30 seconds, but I have my portion for three months. Or longer. That's the way it is. I promise in my freezer right now are peppermint patties that I have had for close to a year and a half. <laughs> Why? It's a little bag of little, you know, small peppermint patty minis. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't eaten them all. I go in there whenever I'm feeling like it, and I grab one, I eat it, and Is I love that, it. What, like once a quarter? Yeah. Like every three months or so? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I eat my food. But the good thing about peppermint patties is Justin hates them. So those are my safe, those are my mm. safe candy, my like safe sweet thing. But popcorn. Other stuff gets eaten, though. I think he's going to go into like a popcorn haze, and then he's going to come out on the other end, and it's just all going to be gone. I, that's what I do. You just that, kind of phase out. I, it tastes so good. I just want to keep shoving it in my mouth. So as an additional safeguard besides the pledge, I have been taking the popcorn with me everywhere I so go. So why do the pledge at all then? If you're just going to like I keep it know. with you. I didn't know I was going to be toting around this popcorn see, literally that to me, everywhere I've been going. That to me speaks a lack of trust, right? Like you had him do the pledge. He gave a solemn oath. If you trust that oath, you can leave it with him. Unless you wanted to have to snack on during the day, then that's fine. I that's get part that. of it. Then okay, we'll just I mean, call that's, it that. That's part of it. Let's yeah, let's just say it's. <laughs> so I'm having to kind of really face this sort of thing. I think what I should probably do is I should ration out what I want him to have and then just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Like this is yours, this is mine. Instead of that's keeping it all in do. my bag. That's what we've had to do with our boys. Is ration? They each, yeah, they each have a cubby for their snacks. And we will separate them equally and put them in their cubby and they're only allowed to eat snacks in there. That way, when one of them eats them, you know, all in one day, they don't have, you know, extras. So kind of to move on before the show comes to a close today, we had a couple of other things we talked about. Aaron, I'll let you sort of fly through them as you want. Okay. We talked about the water bottle toss. Yes. And we talked about replacing household items. Okay. The water bottle flipping I can't believe how much is taken over. My kids are flipping water bottles all the time are right now. Are you as annoyed as other people? Oh seem no, to I be? love it. I, for me, I love I love anything like that where it's like a challenge and can you do it? If you don't know what what water bottle flipping is, um, it's flipping a water bottle. It's basically a partially <laughs> filled water bottle, and you try to flip it in the air and make it land on a flat surface, right Upright. side up. Yeah. It, or if you're super talented, on the lid, which apparently some people have done online, although I haven't seen that yet. Apparently, it can't happen. But the point is, it's just a simple thing. It's not impossible. Here's the other thing I think that makes it addictive. It's not impossible, but it is difficult. So you can feel like, you know, on the fourth or the fifth time, it's like, oh, oh. and then when you get it, like there is this real sense of like a rush accomplishing something. Yeah, because it's not easy. But that noise of slur, 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 slam, slur, 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 slam uh-huh. has got to be annoying. And that's been what I have seen in articles is that it's annoying teachers and parents. Yes. A lot of teachers, especially at school. It's like a room of 30 kids and they're all doing the water bottle toss. Mm-hmm. I that just hope annoying. it results in more people getting hydrated better. You know, carrying around water go. bottles. So there's actually, you know, water for people to have. My concern is for the hydration of our children. Let's all take a moment and take a sip of water. <laughs> Just to remind ourselves how important hydration is. Speaking of water bottle, mm. Aaron That's good. learned something about water bottles. I know this is not what I just talked about, but uh-huh. we need to tell the story. Why? Because what? it's hilarious. What is the story? Why don't you explain to everybody why you came off of two flights soaking wet? <laughs> uh, so I have a, a water bottle with a flip top. You know, where It has you push a straw, a, built-in yeah, straw. Yeah, a built-in straw where you push the button and it comes up. So apparently it's really well sealed and when you go up in an airplane and you're high in the atmosphere, there's air pressure that builds up. And so I had a full water bottle and we got up into the air and I was like, oh, I want to drink a water. So I popped open the lid and half of the contents squirted. I mean, (laughs) squirted is not even like poured forth. All over. If you ever, I don't know if you've done this, but if you've ever blown into a Capri Sun when there's like Capri yes, Sun liquid I in there. Yes, I have done this before. So you blow into the container Terrible and then you let go idea. and it just all squirts out of the straw. Yes. It's exactly like that. And just drenched me on the first of our two flights uh, out to Delaware. So you tell me about it when you got, because I didn't see it. And you tell me about it. Oh. And, and I was like, oh, dude, you can't do that again. Yeah, I was like, I have to remember that. And then I did the exact same thing in the on second the flight. On the next flight. On the very next flight, within two hours from when it happened the last time. And when we landed in Delaware, 
you were still wet. Uh, my my shirt was soaked, and it happened an hour ago. And it like sprayed all over your face, and you're sitting in between strangers, and you're just like soaking yourself in the water bottle. So if you ever need like a refreshing wake up mid flight, it's so funny. Open your water bottle. Yeah, no, that was it. Was funny when it happened the second time. I just sat there shaking my head, like I'm such I a moron. You did that. I could not believe I did it again. And at the same time, I'm glad I did. You and water bottles. You have an odd relationship with water bottles. I, I also leave them. I Everywhere. lose them. I have lost four water bottles in the last year. And, and all of them, the nice, like, Contigo, mm-hmm. pop-top, yep. nice water bottles. Yep. You actually left your water bottle off of the plane this last I time, did. I too. had to disembark the plane to get my water bottle. Your wife bought a water bottle for you and wrote in marker, <laughs> please return this to Aaron Dicer and then with your phone number on it. Like, Thank you. Yes. Did you tell her that you left it again? Uh, yeah. What'd she say? Yeah. She just she shook, shook her, her head. head. Oh, what can you do? SMH. Oh, Aaron. SMH. Uh, the only other thing we talked about on the show this morning was you should replace your stuff. This blew my mind about pillows. I didn't think that you were supposed to get rid of pillows. Every, I thought that they could be I kept want to say forever. two years. Yeah, you should replace your pillows every two years. But see, my fear is that I won't find the pillow that I love as much as the pillow right? that this I have. Is, this is the big conundrum, right? Because pillow is one of those things that you get attached to. It's like, oh, I could never have another pillow because this is this the right is the one. one. This is the one. How am I ever? But if you're supposed to change them because they become less of the one, you know. I've noticed that in my own life. I think a pillow's great, and then over time... It changes. It changes. My feather pillows are the only ones that I still have that have not changed. Mm-hmm. Because you know the, the, what changes about a feather. Uh, why wouldn't a feather change? It's made it out of physical change. stuff. No. What? <laughs> no, it's still made out of fluff. Well, fluff changes. Fluff doesn't change. <laughs> I don't want to think about how it could change, how it could be my sweat, you know, making it sticky. And I don't yeah. want to think about any of that stuff. Yeah, feathers are organic. Shh. Organic no, no, things no. go bad. Nope. I probably should because my pillow. All the wonderful bugs it, living in those feathers these it's days. It's really important that my pillow has a case because the actual pillow case itself, they're so gross. Yeah. They're well, not. You're, you're putting you know, your head on them and there's so sweat, much oil and. Hair it, dye. Yeah. And I especially imagine like if you wear makeup. Dog a lot, Like there's a lot of that. Patronus, my dog. I have to cover my pillows on my bed. Because if I don't, when I come home, he has spent the entire day licking my pillow. <laughs> it's so Is gross. it because you're on there? Is it because he's like licking yeah. your scent or I something? He, yeah, he's just, he likes the flavor of my pillow. <laughs> that should be a bad sign that my dog likes Maybe the flavor. Maybe you should replace your pillows every <laughs> year. <laughs> my like, pillow. <laughs> or every six months. Your dog licks them every day. Also, your toothbrush is supposed to be replaced every... Every month. Month. Yeah. That one kind of blew my mind. I do not do that. The, I'm the worst at that. Justin, my husband, will only replace them after all the bristles have been pressed yeah, down. Yeah, when I when I am brushing my teeth with plastic, then that's when I replace. It. Which I, is the worst. I suggested boiling it to get the you know germs uh-huh. out of it, melting the plastic. But that is what I realized is that you'd have to be really careful about how you decided to boil. Just buy it. a new tooth. They're cheap. Just buy a new toothbrush. I, I feel bad about. And it's not waste. just that they get. It's not just that they get dirty. It's that they wear down and they don't do any good. They don't brush stuff off your teeth as well. Sure they do. They have <laughs> bristles. But bristles get bad. Bristles don't get bad. You just Today boil is living them. in this fantasy world where nothing changes. <laughs> We're talking about earlier the importance of living in a germ environment. Like mm-hmm. This is that's the perfect right. that's thing. That's fine. I'm not afraid of the germs. Stick I just I want to make sure. Stick that germy toothbrush in your mouth and use it. <laughs> I agree. Clean the toilet with it, then use it. I understand. I'm just saying. Ew, No. <laughs> I do like to use my uh, used toothbrushes as cleaning brushes afterwards, but I had one scare one time where you you I were... didn't know which one was which, right. so I couldn't brush my teeth that that day because of the fear of it. Mm-hmm. And I and just to make sure that I didn't mess up later, I just dunked them both in the toilet. <laughs> so I was like, okay, done. I'm not using these ever again. You're both gone. One of my favorite things is that on the radio show this morning, we're talking about replacing things, and you brought up replacing your tv yeah as if that was a legitimate <laughs> i think science needs to do some more research on this i think yeah there's probably something that's you know tv 
whether it's you know gets too dirty or but probably every six months to a year get a new TV probably should get a new television and I, I should, think science just hasn't caught up with that yet and because of eyesight issues you should get a yes, larger TV absolutely that was my suggestion Ab- absolutely um and and really higher resolution TVs every time you get a new one really should be mm-hmm. top of the line I think that's really important for health for health reasons Danae you know for health reasons for me it's about the kids Danae it's about my children the future it's a it's that's right it's about providing for the future that's what it's about <laughs> it means a lot to me oh that my children the tears stay healthy so real so we're buying a new TV <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us today on this episode of Shoe the Dough. That's it? Yeah, we're at the end of the episode. We had a great time on the show this morning. If you want to listen to the radio show, you can go to our website, AaronAndDanae.com, and you can see the different stations and signals that carry our show. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you have any questions, you can always ask. But um, if you can't stream from the web, you can grab the apps and you know listen to the show. Uh, we usually are on 6 to 10 for the morning show, whether it's on the East Coast or Central Time. And then, of course, we do Shoe the Dough, which is our other favorite outlet, being able to do a podcast every week with you. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, uh, you can certainly find it on iTunes, Stitcher, all those places. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment. All that stuff helps us, especially on the iTunes store, the way they kind of promote the different podcasts. It's always a good thing, I guess, if people leave a comment and rate. So if you don't mind doing that, that'd be awesome. And also, please consider going to our website and clicking on the banner so that we can hear your voice introduce the podcast. We would love to have a few more people doing that. So it says, be the next voice in the podcast network. You just read the script, record it on your phone, and email it to us at Danae at gmail.com or dough at gmail.com. Either of those get to us. It's really easy to do, uh, but we'd love to get some new voices, especially as we head towards our live show. And thank you so much for your support at Patreon. Patreon.com slash dough. Uh, You can start at a dollar a month, and there's some fun perks there as well. So thanks for your support. We could not do the podcast without you. Any feedback or comments are welcome at shoothedough at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.